Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Winston Preparatory School is a leading school network for students with learning disabilities. Learn more about Winston Prep and register for an open house at www.winstonprep.edu. And welcome back to the show. Hello, hello. 203-333-9422 is our number. Uh, Marissa Gillette is coming on. She's the chairwoman of Pura. We'll be talking about electricity and electricity rates and what's going on in that world at 11.15. Wayne Winston's on 11.30. And momentarily, we're going to, we're going to switch our thoughts to nature as we talk about what an owl knows by Jennifer Ackerman. And the thing about owls is we have always imbued them with wisdom, right? An owl is a symbol of wisdom. Why is that? Why, why do we do that? I wonder. What is it about an owl? And have you ever seen an owl in the wild? I have seen an owl in the wild in front of my own home more than once. And I will tell you, it is such a magnificent sight that it is, that it is burned in my memory. And you know, I love birds, but I really know nothing about them. I just like to look at them and talk about them with you. And now I belong to all these wonderful bird watching Facebook groups. And I spend my spare minutes looking at scarlet tanagers and, and beautiful cardinals and thrushes. And I'm, I'm learning. I mean, it's my new thing. I'm learning about birds. But owls are distinctly different, I think, than birds. They are obviously a bird with many feathers. They are a praying bird. They are a bird that eats small live animals. They don't just eat seeds and nuts and berries. They will go after uh, mice. They will go after squirrels. Uh, They have been known to go after deer, if you can imagine that, small deer. Uh, They are very much predatory raptor birds. And they have extraordinary wingspans and beautiful feathers. And they can turn their necks, not quite 360 degrees, but some species of owls can turn their necks 270 degrees, which is four times the amount that the human neck can turn its own neck. And that's on a good day. That's not when you have a bad neck when you wake up in the morning. So uh, they're very uh, unusual. 
unusual animals. They've been around for many, many millions of years, predating all kinds of other species, and yet they have, a, they have adapted to this changing, extraordinary world. They have not gone extinct. There are thousands of pairs of owls in our own region, and uh, in reading this book, What an Owl Knows, I feel like I've been made wiser because of the information that Jennifer Ackerman has uh, collected. So we expect to talk with her any moment. It's a beautiful book, incidentally. It's called The New Science of the World's Most Enigmatic Birds. And Jennifer Ackerman joins us right now. She is a New York Times bestselling author. She's already written The Genius of Birds and The Bird Way, clearly a kindred spirit. Jennifer Ackerman, welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show today. Hello. Hello. Hello, Lisa. Delighted to be here. I am so happy to have you here. You have no idea. So I'm going to play something for you. We're going to play it as loudly as we can, because this is something that I recorded on Friday night in front of my house. Here we go. Did you hear? Did you hear that, Jennifer? Did you hear that sound? I know. I actually I didn't hear it, but you so describe it to me. It sounds like okay. Hmm. It sounds like almost a high screech. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hard to, uh, but in any so here's what's happened to me. Welcome, Jennifer. So I have been made aware through listeners and other people I've interviewed very recently of this Merlin ID app. And the beautiful part of the Merlin ID app is their sound, because what I'm interested in is identifying birds by sound, because it's an aspect of Mm -hmm. my human knowledge that I never knew before. So what I do now is when I hear a sound outside, I put on that little recorder and it records it and instantaneously tells me who is making that sound. And it was a barred owl. Mm, And the... Right? Amazing? Is that amazing? And the coolest thing about it, the reason I was listening so intently was that seconds before I had put this on, I saw saw two owls, two, one after another, like one and then five seconds later another, on a tree in front of my house. Fantastic. And and it was so amazing to see an owl in the wild. The last time I saw one was about... Three years ago, was the last time I saw him was an even bigger owl. These were smaller. And, and you know, when you come upon an owl, you know that you feel, it feels like they're staring right through you. In other words, I look up and there's an owl yes. and we are making eye contact. Okay. It is, I'm not looking at an owl, looking at something else. That owl knows that it's, I'm looking at it. And it was like, it was a moment, like a moment. And I'm, I'm yes. here with my little white dogs, and they're not noticing anything, thankfully, or their barking heads would have gone off. And I am just, I'm just in that moment, and we stare at each other, and the owl flies away, and then five seconds later, another owl comes and lands on the same branch. It wasn't making a circle. It was too close. In other words, you know what I mean? It came from the same direction. I knew it was a pair of owls, and I knew that they lived or somewhere in their territory right in front of my house on a tree in the woods. It was very exciting. 
How spectacular. And I know exactly what you mean by that look. Um, you know, I've, I've gone sort of eye to eye, <laughs> creature to creature with owls. And, you know, it's like both of you are asking, what are you? You know, mm-hmm. it's and they're so focused. And of course, they see you before you see them. So, exactly. you know, they've been focusing on you and, yes. and, you know, asking this question, are you, you know, are you a threat? Are you? And, um, and you know, way before you ever notice their presence. But how lucky that you've had that right? wonderful encounter. Terrific. It was so beautiful. It was so moving to me. And you're right. You do get the feeling like, oh, I've been being watched and I didn't even know it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, when I looked at that, I'm like, oh yeah, you, you've been looking at me. Like you've been, you've been following me. So, so tell me a little <laughs> bit. So Jennifer, you're the expert. Tell me a little bit about, let's start with owl's vision. What kind of vision does an owl have? How well do they see? Oh, well, they, for one thing, they have um, eyes that are just huge for their body size. So, you know, if, if our eyes were in similar proportion to our bodies as an owl's eyes are to its body, they'd be about, about the size of an orange and weigh almost four pounds. So huge eyes. And, um, and they have very extraordinary um, vision in dim light. So for, for owl eyes, it's really all about light. Um, an owl's pupils, they can swell to, to almost the whole size of the eye, and that lets in um, roughly twice, twice as much light as human pupils can take in. And, uh, and night-hunting owls, they have, they have like 100 times the sensitivity, the light sensitivity of a pigeon. So um, it's these, they have a, a lot of rods, the light-collecting uh, cells in the retina, and those give them this, this really extraordinary vision in dim light. And I also was surprised, this was one o'clock in the afternoon when I saw the owls, because I, and I, then I read your book, but I thought that owls were nocturnal, but it's not necessarily true. No, there's some that are nocturnal, some that are um, crepuscular, so they're active at, at the hours of dusk and dawn, and then there's some that are actually day active, like uh, northern hawk owls. Um, this was also news to me. I assumed all owls were nocturnal until I, I learned more about them, but they're, you know, they're 260 species, and they range greatly in size and um, behavior. And what do they eat? Oh, it's they eat all kinds of things. The little owls, they eat um, insects, uh, all kinds of invertebrates, um, small, you know, salamanders and uh, small birds, uh, bigger owls. They will eat uh, other owls <laughs> and other kinds of, of larger birds. Really? Really? And yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. They, uh, the, yeah, big owls will eat little owls. And um, they, they also eat... Right. Well, they eat mammals of all, of all sizes. The little owls will also eat rodents uh, like voles and mice, and uh, the bigger owls will do that too. But they also sometimes will take bigger mammals like um, squirrels and rabbits. And Eurasian eagle owl can even take a small roe deer or a young sheep. That's unbelievable. That must be some huge owl. Yeah, it's a it's massive. It's just the the blackest fish owl is the biggest owl on the planet, but Eurasian eagle owl is a close second. Unbelievable. And how are the owls doing? We know so many birds are near extinction; they've been disappearing. How are we doing with our owls? Yeah, you know it's um it, it's a tough thing. I mean, the biggest threat to uh, to owls is the loss of native habitat because of 
you know, development, agriculture, climate change, it's really the single biggest threat to owls of all kinds. And, and there's some species that are, are really suffering, the, the, the specialists that, of the birds that are limited to these kind of narrow ecological niches, and they are dependent, you know, on big old-growth trees that have their nesting hollows and the big meadows and grasslands that serve as hunting grounds. Um, and, you know, the, the, the birds that are restricted to a very particular niche, like the northern spotted owl um, and owls that live on islands, those are probably the most vulnerable in the world. We're chatting with Jennifer Ackerman, beautiful book she wrote, What an Owl Knows. I keep thinking about those forest fires in Canada now, and I just can't. Yes. I, I just think that uh, it's such a major catastrophe. It's one of the oldest growth forests uh, every time I yeah. get up in the morning, I check the news. I still see so many different fires there. They have people from yeah. France that can't possibly begin to ignore. They, you know, the French firefighters are like, "This is beyond the scale of anything we've ever seen in France." And right. uh, and the the fallout from it. I mean, in addition to our air quality as humans, is going to be enormous. Think about all the habitat that's just been eviscerated. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Yes, that's absolutely true. It's tragic. And this is what happened in you know, Australia during their terrible right. fires. They lost so much old growth forest. And their owls, the powerful owls and city owls and all those big owls that depend on on um, uh, these big hollows in, in old growth trees for their nesting, you know, that, that all that habitat was, was lost. So now when you talk about hollows, is, I want to ask you about that because I have a tree in front of my house, a beautiful tree, and a couple of different arborists have told me I need to take it down because mm-hmm. it's hollow. And because the mm-hmm. roots, the roots are um, rotting, and even though it has this beautiful canopy, so I thought it was healthy, they're telling me I need to take it down. Are you telling me mm-hmm. that owls live in hollows of trees that are essentially rotted from the inside out? Is that what you mean? Yeah, you know the thing they they will uh, owls will often nest uh, nest in uh, dead snags. You know, they're, they're those trees with you know broken off tops, no branches, you know, stripped of their bark. They great gray owls will nest on the on the top of those um, snags, and um, and little owls will nest in the the holes that are formed, you know, drilled by woodpeckers in those those old dead snags. So, you know, I tell people if you have, um, you know, dead trees in your on your property or in your yard and they're not posing a threat to, to any structure, you know, just leave them there. They do provide habitat for, for owls 
Um, I also tell people not, not to mow their lawn. So that I don't mow my lawn. <laughs> We're good. I'm a no yeah. mow May person for three years. I don't mow in May. And then, you know, Bill gets really utsy. So we mow every other week the rest of the season, but the growth is very yeah. high. And I'm a big believer in all that, Jennifer. I'm actually a proselytizer <laughs> of all of that. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So you know all about native plants, and then mm-hmm. you just it's drawing in the wildlife that mm-hmm. will that will feed the owls. So um, yeah, so that's my 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 stick too. Yeah, no, I understand that, Jennifer. Where do you live, by the way? Where do you make your your life? Where do you live? I live in Charlottesville, Virginia. Oh, it's beautiful there. Wow, that's beautiful mm-hmm. area. Yeah, and have you always been passionate about birds? Yes, I've. I've been a bird watcher since I was a child. I went out with my dad on the CNO Canal in Washington, D.C. when I was about seven or eight years old. And, you know, I was one of five girls. And the best way to get time alone with my dad was to go out bird watching with him. And like you, he had a very good ear um, and he worked hard to develop it. He had actually uh, started bird watching with a a man who was um, almost blind but had a, a very keen hearing. And he taught my father had to identify birds by, by, by ear. I wish I was as good as my dad had been, but I'm, I'm not. Um, but it did, it did, um, spark my lifelong love love of birds. Yeah. I mean, we talk about birds all the time on the show because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually doing the show right now, uh, with you from home. And I, and I live in this room, Uh. in this room that has no shades on any windows and so all I do is see the birds as I am doing the show. So very often I will interrupt myself to say, oh, a hummingbird just came in, or that was a beautiful, sh- <laughs> that, was, that was such a gorgeous cardinal. That's really what we need to talk about right now is the cardinal that just flew by. And occasionally we'll oh, see I a hawk, that. a red-tailed hawk. Yeah. We got all kinds of birds coming right, right around my window here. And I, I, I know our audience loves it. That's why we choose to live in this area. We all live in Connecticut and, or New York, and it's yeah. beautiful, and we appreciate the beauty all the time. So it's interesting to learn that those deadish trees that are not going to fall on your house do serve as a habitat for birds, even though they're dead. That's good to know. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Now, they serve as habitat for all kinds of animals and creatures, so that it's really good to leave those, those snags standing if you can. If you can. So uh, what was when you were doing your research, what an owl knows? Give us some of the more surprising things that you think the average person would have no idea that an owl can do. Yeah, well, I think one of the things that just blew me away was that the variety of their vocalizations, you know, they have um, they have really elaborate vocal repertoires that are just they, and they teem with meaning. So so they owls, they they don't just hoot, you know, they have a variety of hoots. They have greeting hoots and territorial hoots and emphatic hoots. And really? they also, they chitter and, yeah, wow. they, they chitter and squawk and squeal. And all these different calls are used in different contexts with different meanings. And they communicate very specific information about the, the, um, the sex of an owl, its size, its weight, its individual identity, even its um, state of mind. That's incredible. That's incredible. And do they mate for life? Are they that kind of a bird? <laughs> no, that's one of the, the, the wonderful things we've discovered through realizing that the birds have highly distinctive voices that we can actually fingerprint individuals. They are, um, we can keep track of their social lives this way. And, and it turns out that, in the, that owls are not as monogamous as we once thought. There's quite a lot of mate switching going on. Okay. Well, if they're busy eating each other, you know, that could also contribute it. 
Um, <laughs> we've got Gloria from Westport who wants to say hello. Gloria, you're, you're on the air with Jennifer Ackerman. The book is What an Owl Knows. Go ahead. Hi. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Something that uh, you forgot to mention and it was on the news, uh, especially you, you, you definitely want to mention this. Owls have been known to pick up small dogs and carry them away. Yeah, yeah, mm. but is that, I mean, they've been known to. It seems to me very anecdotal. When's the last time we ever heard of an owl doing that? Seriously, in our area. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're talking about large birds, but still, if it's a small dog. Yeah, but how big an owl does it have to be? In other words, would a barred owl be a threat to a small dog, Jennifer? No, but a, a great horned owl, and they, they, they have been known to take small dogs and also domestic cats. Um, okay. So I think, you know, just being aware, if you've got an owl in your area, that, yeah, you keep your, your pets inside. Cats should be kept inside anyway. They're huge bird killers, and um, they need to be indoor indoor pets. Um, this and is on one your, of the news stations. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. This was on one of the news programs um, earlier this week that they did that about uh, having a small dog lifted up. It was, okay, I think, well, on one of the beaches in Fairfield or something. I think we know. Mm-hmm. This is what I think we know. I think we know that, personally, our dogs should only be off-leash with tremendous supervision and control. And my small dogs are never off-leash. I mean, they have me. How likely is it if I'm walking a dog on leash and they have me as a human, Jennifer, that an owl is going to swoop down and try and get my dog while I'm standing there? Tell me. No, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No, it's not. Yeah, They're not that kind of aggressive. Park, they're too smart. They're too wise. Just, they're not going to go after me as a human. No way. No, not if they're on a leash. But if it's a, a lot of people in Westport walk their dogs at the beach, they walk their dogs at Winslow Park, and many of them off leash. So I just wanted to make that statement to make okay. people aware of that. Have a Thank good day. You, Thank you. Thank you, Gloria. Yeah, listen, these predator birds, I mean, hawks have been known to do the same thing. I just don't leave my dogs unattended. I just don't do it. I won't do it. Mm-hmm. I got to be mm-hmm. around my dogs. That's it. And their their yeah. their weight is between eleven to eighteen pounds. So even though they're small, uh, they're not tiny small. They're not teacup size. Teacup size, yeah. Right. I would be worried yeah. for sure. Much more. You know. <laughs> yeah. They right. Yeah. Wow. And so, um, and the other thing I wanted to ask you, Jennifer, is how long have owls been around? Oh, such a great question. So we think 55 to 65 million years, a long time. And, you know, they they evolved from the small running predatory dinosaurs that were the ancestors of all living birds. Uh, And they they um, they really diverged from their day active um, sister birds around the time that uh, small mammals began to diversify. You know, they came out from under the shadow of the big dinosaurs after most of those massive beasts had died off after the, the asteroid hit. Um, and, uh, and those, those little uh, mammals began to diversify. So they started to occupy a night niches like the ancestors of, of uh, shrews and mice and possums and owls adapted, you know, new nocturnal feasts. They took advantage and, and adapted by developing these, you know, extraordinary senses and this very quiet flight. Oh, yes. I wanted to ask you that before we leave. Tell me about their quiet flight. What do you mean by that? How is that different from other species? Yeah. So so most birds, when they fly, they make a lot of noise. You know, feathers make a lot of noise. They rub together, they rasp, they and uh, rustle and um, and the wing as a whole makes a lot of noise because of turbulence that's generated by the the wings and the feathers. Owls 
have a velvety coating that coats the entire wing, and it quiets the sound of the that feathers rasping together, rustling together, and it has features on the wing itself that um, that actually break up the turbulence that creates that swoosh sound when a bird flies. So they are very, very quiet when they fly. So, you know, oftentimes a, a vole or a mouse really never hears what's coming. So, oh, I see. That gives them a huge edge in terms of, you know, getting their prey, for sure. But you had also yes. said that scientists had studied this and had adapted or had copied, copied some of these adaptations to making things like turbines quieter. Is that right? Yes, turbines, airplanes, um, uh, uh, even the, the Japan's bullet trains. These are the designers have used the features of owl um, wings and feathers to design sort of noise suppressing structures in all of this new technology. They they still need to work on it though. I'm just saying, in terms of the yeah. planes, they're still a little <laughs> bit noisy. They still have a lot of work they can do, but it's marvelous. Well, uh, Jennifer Ackerman, the book is what an owl knows. It's a beautiful book. I hope it becomes a major bestseller. I just love what you write about, and I share your passion for these beautiful living creatures. So thank you very much. Thank you so much, Lisa. Really great to be with you. Great to be with you too, Jennifer Ackerman. What an owl knows. We'll be right back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 